Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid back nature. He's a family man and being a country mega star while also having seven kids, you know, he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. John and Ken Show, John Cobell and Ken Shampo, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, we got a lot to get to next hour. We'll bring on the Moist Line people, of course, for a couple of rounds. We do have a couple of hacks to throw in the dumpster, so even on this very hot day, we will assemble some mob members to help us do that at about 535. Uh, we'll talk about and play you the news story that one of the guys who shot Lady Gaga's dog walker and almost killed him was erroneously released from jail. And I think they're still looking for him, aren't they? His last report. Yeah, they, he's, he's on the loose. Yeah. So we'll play that story from NBC4. We're going to start out, though, by bringing back Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI, about uh, the FAA levying some of the largest fines ever against some of these passengers that went nuts on flights because they didn't want to deal with the masking or any other COVID regulations. Yeah, a couple too many toddies before they got on board. And, uh, 
You know, then then it, uh, it all breaks loose. But, yeah, so they've been uh, doling out, uh, and we thought they were big, 10, 20, 30 grand for people who said no to masks and then took a swipe at a flight attendant or refused to, to sit down. And the one common denominator on a lot of this has been masks, that it begins with that. And somebody says, no, I'm not going to wear it. And the flight attendant says, you got to wear it. Then it escalates from there. And then flight attendant gets pushed and then gets punched. And, and then everything falls apart. But, I mean, it's since the beginning of the pandemic, it's been one after another. All the craziness on board. So the FAA today, two of the biggest fines yet that they have levied. One for a woman who was on an American Airlines flight last July, Dallas to Charlotte. $82,000 is wow. the fine that she uh, is being uh, handed right now. So she uh, allegedly tried to open up the cabin door in flight, was held down. Then she hit flight attendants, spat on them, headbutted them, bit them, <laughs> and then kicked them. I wow. think that's more than a mask. That's got to be alcohol, <laughs> mental, or, or drugs involved. You know, yeah. She fought back big, big time. So, uh, Is there a limit to the fines? I've never heard of fines this no, large. No, they, they keep going. I believe there is a limit of like 400000 something that they can do. But eighty two grand is where they're going. And uh, the, the flight attendants union, they've been saying that they've, just, they've had enough of, of all of this. People are stressed coming to the door of the aircraft. Everybody needs a little help. Uh, we need people to be helpers. And uh, they're acting out on our planes. We often are the tip of the sphere of anything political or social going on. And that's what we're seeing right now. Yeah, I mean, they're like, ah, they, they're the ones who have to deal with it. The, uh, the other new fine announced today, 77 grand. Now mm. the second biggest ever. Uh, flight also last year, Delta Airlines, Vegas to Atlanta. Uh, according to the FAA, lady tried to hug and kiss passengers, uh, tried to open up the exit door as well. and then <laughs> Another woman. A, yeah, I love that. I know. It, it's all women. Uh, and then bit another passenger a bunch of times. Can you imagine you're sitting there and somebody Some, begins gnawing on you? That's a crazy uh, person starts <laughs> Extra you. service that have, you didn't pay for on that one. Have you ever heard? In, you, would you like somebody to bite you while you're on board? <laughs> have you ever heard why the uh, airlines and the airports insist on serving alcohol? Like, like unlimited amounts of alcohol to people? I, I don't get it. I, well, I, the airlines were not during the pandemic because of this. Most of them weren't. Um, Southwest just brought it back a couple of weeks ago. Um, but in the airport, you could yeah, sit there. Yeah, well, and get that's been a bone of contention for the airlines as well. That they have been asking, the FAA has been asking, saying, airports, please stop. I think we've all seen people sitting at the bar that you go, oh, man. they. Uh, I don't think they're necessarily getting that drunk on board. You're not on it long enough, typically. Um, but it, but it's when you're in the airport and sitting and waiting for your plane and I don't know. I might have been in Vegas a time or two years ago where uh, somebody's poking you going, hey, sir, it, it, your flight's leaving. But then get on board and don't create a problem. Don't, you know, start trying to open the exit door and biting the, your fellow passenger. The other thing that the airlines want, they want a no-fly list. We, we had it after 9-11, or we do have it. That is uh, terrorism-related. But they're saying, look, if somebody does this on United, they're going to do it on Delta or on Southwest. So let us all talk to each other and figure it out. So if you do it on United, then Delta and Southwest and American and Alaska, that they're all going to know it, and they're not going to allow you to board either. And there's nothing like that that's been put together. Delta's CEO, he's been saying this. This type of behavior has to stop. And the best deterrent is aggressive criminal prosecution. Now, these are not criminal prosecutions that the FAA is doing. They don't have that authority. So 
they're laying down the monetary fine that they're saying now you got to pay this but it would be the fbi u.s attorneys that they would have to go and often they do but not always uh, down the court way of uh, doing it but the airlines are saying please we need more do we know if these two women were criminally charged we don't know uh, because they won't identify them we we could probably go back and figure it out based on airline and when they were on and uh, that sort of thing, but so uh, they don't, they don't get no. charged with assault and battery. Not and... always. No, really? there was one recently where they made an emergency landing in Denver, and FBI interviewed them. There wasn't enough to go down that road, and and they let them go. Oh, that's surprising. Yeah, I mean, uh, it all comes down to can they prosecute? What was the well, crime? There's a lot that goes into it. I mean, but... you're stuck in this speeding tube, you know, thirty five thousand feet in the air, and somebody goes nuts, and they're trying you to mean open with this? the exit. Please! I mean, that's what you want, right? It's terrifying. And then he, and then he takes a nibble out of you. Mm. Mm. John, that's you're, good. You're already nervous about flying, and a guy has a fit like that on the plane. <laughs> what happened to, wasn't there a woman that knocked out a flight attendant's teeth? I remember that Yeah, story. that one criminally is going down that road. San oh, Diego, yeah. a number of months ago, where they landed, and she was unhappy about something, and she punched the, the flight attendant. Two front teeth went flying out, blood oh. all over. It was a mess. Do you know if they're going to lift the, the mask mandate April 18th? We don't know. Ten days away. Um, a, a month ago in March, they said, well, one more month, then we'll figure it well, out. Why don't they just give up? That'll take the, that could the, take the some steam of this out, out of a lot right. of these fights. Yeah, yeah, you would think. What's the point? Um, but, but there's a, I mean, they haven't said they're going to renew it, that they're going to extend it. So it seems like when it expires, we could be ten days away from no masks. All right. Thank you very much, Alex. We appreciate it. You got it. Thanks, guys. All right, Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI on the FAA, doling out some heavy fines for some of these passengers and stories you've heard about where they just started attacking flight attendants and other passengers because uh, they went off on a flight either over mask rules, they were just drunk and paranoid, or anyway. Deborah Mark will continue to wear her mask. She's told us that. Yes, I will. If the rule change is made, she will mask up for, do you have a special one you wear on a plane? KN95. Oh, you do, you do get the extra well, protection. Yeah. The other stuff doesn't work. The cloth ones don't work. Yeah, I, I've, I've, yeah, my cloth ones are all retired, unfortunately, because I had a lot of cute leopard ones. But no, <laughs> not going to use those anymore. They're in the, they're in the museum. They are in the museum. <laughs> yes. Museum of outdated fashion. <laughs> yes. uh. Outdated COVID fashion. Yeah, and I, and I don't think even if stories like this are broadcast all over the country about these big fines. It's not going to affect the no. next one person that's going to have a... Well, because somebody who's like mentally ill or having some kind of a fit or they're drunk or drugs, I'm, I'm with Alex. I bet you maybe, maybe they're snorting meth in the bathroom. Oh. I, I mean, something to me... I mean, there's only a few things that can make you that crazy violent over nothing. And often it's drugs. Because... It's often drugs, although I think alcohol is still... Yeah, probably the number one culprit on planes, and because it's so easy to get at the uh, at the airport. Yeah, and, or, and, and now they're back to serving right. booze. Right. So and to yeah. answer your question, I think they serve booze on flights because it's a good money maker. Yeah, I know. And they also believe it does it does calm some people. It may have the effect of making people crazy drunk, but other people, it's sort of a relaxant when they're nervous about flying. So it keeps that. Them it's from date screaming them. and yeah, it sedates them to some extent. So I think that's another reason why they've not been opposed to uh, to a certain. Maybe they, they should just gas everybody with uh, like nitrous oxide. <laughs> what? 
Well, then just everybody in the plane. Or... Just knock everybody out on the plane, you know, for uh, two, three hours. And That's then it the beauty of off. usually taking the overnight flight because everybody just kind of goes to sleep and right. the whole plane is quiet. Yeah. But that's the time where one crazy person could upend everything. See, in my country, I would be enforcing mass sedation. Yeah. I'd be. Keep your day job. <laughs> you wait. You're, when so, I get control of things. Yeah. No, you, I'm not. You're, you're going to like As you board it. the plane, you're given a shot in the arm of sedation. <laughs> that's right. Just knocks you right out. And I'll, oh, I'll, be, I'll be strong on animal rights for you. But oh, I'm people, sure. People, people mm-hmm. have got to be knocked out. Nitrous oxide. Okay. When we come back, you got to love the L.A. criminal justice system because not only has it got no bail and it's releasing prisoners left and right, even for some serious crimes, sometimes it released prisoners by mistake. Uh, we'll tell you the big story concerning one of the men that uh, shot the, uh, the Lady Gaga dog walker, that story from a couple of years back. Coming up. John and Ken Show, KFI. Hey, did you hear it that time? Johnny Ken Show. Free gas. John Cobell, Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You get that free gas from KFI. No, you free, didn't hear it that free, time either? No. No. <laughs> uh, but I've, I've got some gas. Uh, I think I, I got that, it. I got it from, next time. I got it from the lunchroom, so I got my free the KFI gas. Hmm? Are you still buying things out of those vending machines? Sometimes a snack. Yeah, you sit there and you woof down this little bag of chips in like 10 seconds. If necessary, yeah. It's quite entertaining to listen to. Hmm. Uh, we have breaking news. For the 22nd consecutive year, Tiger Woods has made the cut at the Masters. <laughs> he will continue to play. <laughs> Thanks for tomorrow. the constant play. <laughs> he is still alive. Still has his shot. Well, I hope he doesn't get drunk and hit a tree tonight. Yeah, that would be well, a nice thought. Well, this is what he does. We he well, he we keeps having these say accidents. He was drunk when he smashed into that tree up in what Palos Verdes or Rolling oh, Hills or Florida was, where he's whacked out on drugs oh, after or something. The, uh, after the dispute with his yeah. wife, you mean? And they, they found chased him, him with the golf club. And another time, they found him passed out in his car. You know, he's had to take a lot of painkillers because he's had like a hundred operations over his career. Yeah. I don't mm. think he has much left of a knee or I don't his leg got I, If I was him, I'd get a driver. And I'm not talking about a golf club. Uh, oh, big news coming up after 4.30 in this uh, battle over the Biden administration trying to end what is known as Title 42, which has kept a lot of migrants out of the United States. There's a revolt going on in Congress against it, and it's bipartisan. How often does that happen? That's right. Uh, Republicans and Democrats every... have come together well, to yeah. oppose this because the Democrats are the ones who are up for re-election, and they're going to—they're going to get border states. They're yeah. going to get destroyed. Everybody hates. No, nobody running for office wants to deal with uh, the lead story being two million illegal aliens pouring over the border all at once. No, that—I mean—they're already in enough trouble. Who's going to vote for that? Now, the only open borders people are a few of them that usually are in the Biden administration or politics like that, but they're not. Most Americans, no, but it's, it's not happy with this. It's progressive whack jobs, and the clock is ticking on that. Those bastards. All right, uh, we'll play you this story from oh, it's Eric Leonard, uh, NBC Four. It wow. made big news That's last two night. this week. Yes, this involves uh, a suspect who was arrested and charged with shooting Lady Gaga's dog walker 
If you remember that big story, it was February of last year. And uh, uh oh, looks like there was a mishap. Let's listen. So there was a court appearance yesterday, April 6th, in the Lady Gaga dog napping case. And according to jail records, the criminal case against one of the men was dismissed after that hearing. Now, multiple law enforcement sources have told us on the I-team this appears to be some kind of an administrative error. Jail and court records show attempted murder, robbery, conspiracy, and gun charges dropped yesterday against an 18-year-old man named James Howard Jackson. Those records show he was released from jail around 3.30 yesterday afternoon after being held for more than or since last April with no bail following that robbery and shooting in Hollywood. Now, you remember when all this happened back in February 2021, Lady Gaga's longtime dog walker and friend Ryan Fisher was confronted while walking her dogs along a side street at night. He was confronted at gunpoint. The robbers stole Gaga's prized French bulldogs and then shot Fisher, who had to spend a long time recovering in the hospital. Lady Gaga offered a reward for the dog's return, no questions asked. Then LAPD detectives told us the person who claimed the reward led them to others who allegedly carried out the robbery and shooting. Now, of those accused in the case, Jackson is the one who prosecutors say fired the shots at Fisher. The L.A. County District Attorney's Office has not yet provided information about why the case against Jackson was dismissed yesterday. But again, multiple law enforcement sources are telling us right now it appears this was all a mistake and there's a major search going on to find this man again. And the most recent update we have is that he is still on the loose. Yeah, they Perhaps were by now making his way out of the country. Well, uh, they were supposed to refile the charges because there's a grand jury indictment. Oh. And so I guess legally you have to clear the old charges, which may have been a placeholder, and then refile with the new charges coming out of the grand jury. You're right. Dismissed charges were meant to be replaced by a superseding grand okay. jury indictment that had been unsealed during the hearing. But when they say administrative the indictment, though, was never entered into the records. Well, well, but when well, they technically, say, uh, you're free to go, Mr. Jackson. All right, what's the name of the clerk? What's the yeah. name of the uh, who's doofus? the clerk? They see there an administrative error. All right, well, who is the who's who's who made the error? There's a government employee who had one job, and that was to refile the charges properly. And with a guy like that, the people who run the jail don't they say something like, "Hey, are you sure you want to make a call?" He, he's the one who uh, shot and almost killed Lady Gaga's dog walker. You sure they're letting him go? <laughs> he didn't even get bail. Yeah, by the way, he's he been is... here for 15 months. Jackson is the trigger man in the shooting. Right. Right, because there was so, a couple of guys involved in this, but only one of them apparently fired off the weapon. So he'd be, you know, by jail standards, he'd be famous, right? That's the guy who shot Lady Gaga's dog walker. Stole Lady Gaga's dogs. Right? And, oh, you know, yeah. he'd, he'd be the man. And suddenly he's walking free and nobody says, I don't think so. I, that, But, of course, no names. No one's going to get fired. Now, this guy, what if this guy goes on and kills somebody else? Uh, yeah, and that poor guy that got shot, that's Ryan Fisher, the dog walker. Yeah, he was in the hospital for a while. He popped up a few months ago saying he was still in bad shape and needed money, I think. Because yeah. I don't know what else he does for a living besides walking Lady dogs, Gaga but. only put up money to get the dogs returned. She didn't pay for his surgeries because he got I shot multiple times. It's amazing I, he he survived. I, I don't know, but he was begging for money. <laughs> he was, but... So, <laughs> um, and by the way, this is how the whole thing fell apart. Um, there was a woman by the name of Jennifer McBride who brought the, uh, the stolen dogs to... Koji and Gustav. These are little French bulldogs. She brought them into an L.A. police station and said, oh, I found them tied to a pole. 
Is there a reward? Did I hear about a reward? $500,000 was the reward. They soon found out that she was in a relationship with a man named Harold White, who's the father of one of the two men accused of assaulting the dog walker. So that unraveled quickly on her, and she's been charged, too. I forgot. Did they target uh, that no, dog walker I think because they, were... they knew it was Lady Gaga's dogs, or they just wanted that breed? The last report I read is that they it was just an accident, a coincidence. They were looking for someone to rob, and when they saw... Because French Bulldogs are... A lot of people covet them. They're considered... They do? Uh, they do. They're very cute, and they're one of the most popular breeds going right now, although when I read the Top Breeds report, I don't see them. Well, you but, read, wait, wait, wait. Do you get a regular Top Breeds report? Is I, that I a do. subscription? I, I'm very curious what Americans embrace in terms of uh, breeds, but... <laughs> As Deborah Mark will tell you, it's not good because uh, shelter dogs who need our love Absolutely. are usually mixed. Yes. They're not right. But where I live, almost everybody finds themselves a breed dog. Oh, well, the Cobelts yeah. did too the first time. First time. That was a huge mistake. He was overbred, inbred. He yeah, was inbred. Yeah, he had a lot of mental in. problems. That, I, that wasn't on me. I wasn't there that day. No oh, again, there. just like that. I mean, everybody I, else. Well, I wasn't there. I'm just here. No. I make uh, the money. They okay. spend it on, okay. uh, on, I, okay. on overbred dogs. Well, so now James... you have a cuckoo rescue dog. Yes. Well, there's something going on in your house. <laughs> there is. Oh, this dog is cuckoo too? <laughs> the rescue dog? Oh, yeah. It's cuckoo? Oh, yeah. And it, yeah but in not, a different it's not going to attack me if I come over, right? Those different? Well, I've trained it to deal with you, but no, in general. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget the look on your other crazy dog's face when it jumped at me. <laughs> the teeth were as big. It was a small dog, but the teeth were looked like gigantic. It, it, it immediately. It was like a cartoon. <laughs> it immediately decided that uh, yeah, you were not approved. It was like out of nowhere. We'd been in the house for a while, just standing around talking, and then suddenly it just came at me. <laughs> so what the heck? I'm getting out of here. <laughs> so was, if you see was, James Howard Jackson, he's 19 years old and he's on the run. Uh, don't say anything. There, he shot the last guy he saw, so. He apparently has a very distinctive tattoo on his neck. Can't figure out yeah, what it is. There you go. That's oh, it's the dice. Sign. It's a dice. Oh, uh, yeah. There you go. Criminal. Automatic criminal. And it's coming up snake eyes. Right, we got we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. More on the John and Ken Show. John Cobelt and Ken Shampo, KFI AM 640 Live, everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, well, we're really close. Coming up at the 5 o'clock hour, the Moist Line people will, will unlock that gate. And let them wander in. Uh, we got a hack for the dumpster in one hour. And I should say hacks. This person we should have thrown in years ago, but I, all of his sins may have predated when we started hacking. Yeah, how, how did he get away? Well, we've got him now. Man, there's good reason. He's going to get pummeled. And there's double reason for it that didn't even come up in all the news stories I read about this. And this deals with the Sacramento shooting by apparently the gang members who... Uh, Decided to uh, open fire the groups of at folks. each other and into a crowd, right? Six people killed. So all of that's coming up in about an hour. A quick reminder. Yesterday, we had Todd Kupfer on the show. He's the father of Brianna Kupfer. You probably remember that horrible story. She was uh, stabbed to death by a vagrant while working alone at a furniture store in Hancock Park. This was back in January. And uh, we'll see what happens to that guy in the criminal justice system. But the family is planning an event. It is tomorrow. Run for Brianna. Run for love. This is going to take place at uh, Brentwood School. All of this is on our webpage, 
KFIAM640.com, the John and Ken page. You'll see her picture and hit the link to find out more. But tomorrow would have been her 25th birthday. And they've set up a foundation in her name. And the event tomorrow, of course, is to raise money for that foundation, BriannaFoundation.org. You could do a run, a walk. You could do yoga. You could take dance classes. They're going to have food trucks there and uh, refreshments. And uh, they're going to celebrate all the things that she's interested in. Yes, now you have to register for the event. So that's why you need to go to BriannaFoundation.org to do that. That's how you're going to gain access to the Brentwood School campus to be a part of tomorrow's uh, events. John's right. You can run, walk, dance, do yoga, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and there'll be food trucks and uh, medical teams, security, free parking, all of that. So check it out. Uh, if you want to support, you can just support it just by donating to the Brianna Foundation. You go to KFIAM640.com. You get to the giant Ken page and click the link there. Uh, in case you missed it, because, wow, it's big news. I think it's bigger news, John, than Tiger Woods making the cut. Will Smith cannot attend the Oscars for 10 years. There you go. That's his punishment. <laughs> Actually. Which includes next year. He's supposed to give out is, the best actor Oscar. Is that a punishment, really? I don't know. Those ceremonies, he already quit the Academy. He probably knew that was going to happen. Those ceremonies are dreadful. <laughs> Yeah, but celebrities love to be seen and hang out together and dress up. I don't, maybe he doesn't, but I don't know. I, I don't know how anybody. I have a feeling that, that wife likes it. JW oh yeah, see. yeah. Man. They were enjoying their little table right that, there in the front see, because he was nominated. Even though there's been a billion stories, what they what they have not decoded is why did he laugh at it, and then he was suddenly uh, violently angry. What mm. happened in those few seconds between the giggle and 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 the whack? Besides what, the look she gave him? Well, yeah. What was in that look? What's the history of that look, though? What's the story behind the look? And it's all intertwined with, uh, you know, her running around, and God knows what goes on in his life. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, there's, there's probably stories there, too, what he's up to. Uh, we told you one of the big stories this week is that the Biden administration is decided that they are going to end what is known as Title 42. Title 42 is a public health order implemented by the Trump administration in 2020, which held back as many as half of the migrants trying to get into the United States. And this would be the, the, the crowd that wanted to enter legally at the border and declare yeah. asylum. Yeah, crowd. mostly fake asylum. There's no magic wand to get the ones that are trying to cross into the U.S. illegally turned back by a Title 42 order. So, but you see, if you declare asylum, you automatically end up in the government system, right? And so they could impose this 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 health restriction because of COVID, and because you know everybody was screaming about all the immigrants coming over the border, nobody was getting tested, nobody was was vaccinated. At least with this group, you know, they could enforce some health regulations and keep them out entirely. Yeah. So late May, it's supposed to be ended, the Title Forty Two rule. And it does deal with the pandemic. And you might say, well, the pandemic's over. But the problem is, pandemic or not, there's going to be a crush at the border. So we now have in the United States Senate, which is usually more meaningful because there's only 100 of them. And whenever they propose something, it often gets adopted by the House. Six Republicans and five Democrats have come together uh, with a proposal to temporarily block the Biden administration from ending Title 42. Predictably, these Democrats, two of them are from Arizona. Yes, a border state. 
which has been overrun. Uh, another one's from New Hampshire, and then there's one from Montana, and then there's Joe Manchin, who often disagrees with the. And these are these are Democrats who come from either Republican states or swing states. So, and you, and you think they're up for election this year? This Maggie oh, I Hassan know, uh, I know. Mark, Mark Mark Kelly is definitely up for re-election, and is so Kirsten is Kirsten Cinema. Uh, no, she's in twenty twenty four. Maggie Hassan of New Hampshire is up for re-election, too. New Uh Hampshire is another swing state. That is a swing state. And then there is a group of senators um, uh, that aren't sponsoring it, but uh, they're on board supporting the bill. So what they want to do is attach it to the latest COVID-19 funding package. And we told you the other day that Mitch McConnell, the leader of the Republicans in the Senate, said all 50 of us, don't want to move the COVID-19 funding bill forward without some sort of amendment dealing with Title 42. So this could really happen. If the Biden administration is serious about moving forward their COVID-19 relief package, they're going to have to deal with their own party rebelling here. They've They've got seven Democrats on board. They have 57 votes. They need three more. And then they could break uh, any oh, the filibuster. The filibuster that could that could block uh, the amendment from uh, being adopted. Right. So, the, but uh, I, I I mean they they see the the only reason they're on board with this uh, extending Title Forty Two is they're worried about their reelection chances. All these Democrats would still allow this massive illegal migration to continue. And all these phony asylum. Yeah, because their opponents will they're, seize on this. Yeah, they're not. They're not more. Especially in Arizona. Yeah, they're all open borders people. They all want to uh, change the cultural, ethnic makeup of the country as quickly as possible. That that's that's the goal. The nearly in the entire Democratic Party, but clearly this is not playing well. And in a, in swing states or you know Trump states, they don't have much margin for error. So they, they can't give up, whether it's 1%, 2%, 5%, people who will switch votes based on the immigration issue, especially a border state like Arizona, where it's, it has a huge impact on people's lives. I like the way they worded this, because, you know, you may say, well, Title 42, the pandemic, it's over. But you know what? The national state of emergency is still in effect. So their amendment says... First, you end the national COVID-19 public health emergency, then notify Congress about the termination of Title 42. Then the CDC would have to wait at least 60 days before rescinding Title 42. And during that time, the CDC would be required to talk to Homeland Security to submit a plan about how they're going to address the spike in migrant arrivals. And and this would give us probably at least a few months. Yeah. Well, I bet you that complicated timeline takes you just past the November elections. Oh, it could. You're right. That's right. I'm only looking at 90 days here, but maybe because May, they're supposed to end it near the end of May and 90 days would be the end of the summer. But uh, you're right. By the time they get around to voting on this thing. You're right. uh, No, that's what they want to do. They want to take this off the table till November. Then in November, that's when they'll lift uh, Title 42. And that's that's what we'll have for Christmas is the uh, the huge influx. Right. These are moderate Democrats up until the moment they get reelected, and then they're back to being open, open borders Democrats. Because yep. none of these people have objected to the millions that have come over the border in the 15 months Biden's been president. Not one of them. And apparently two other Democrats, although they did not co-sponsor this bill, 
Uh, they're also criticizing the end of Title 42. It's a senator from Nevada. That makes sense. A Democrat and one from Georgia. Yeah. So it's possible even those two could join the rest in, in uh, the Democrats to voting to uh, to block the COVID-19 bill unless they do something to extend Title 42. So, all right, that's where we are on that. We got more coming up. John and Ken show KFI. You intend to die by a jury of your peers? Your electricity should not be passed through your body until you are dead. An update from the John and Ken execution desk. Here's John and Ken. Yeah, got the big zap. What? John and Ken show. John Cobelt, Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM640 Live. Everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up after uh, 5 o'clock. We got a lot to do in the 5 o'clock hour besides uh, two visits from our Moist Line friends. We will throw two hacks into the dumpster so the mob members have to know it's a double lift today and it's uh, the fallout from that shootout by gang members in Sacramento and a couple of politicians, one of which we've known for many years here on the John and Ken Show, and he ended up leaving Sacramento state government to take on a local job there. And the other is kind of new on the radar, a Sacramento hack who said something that immediately put him in the front of the line to go into the dumpster because it's something that every time we hear it, it riles us up, and it's the complete opposite truth so you get all this coming up in the uh, five o'clock hour oh plus john a bonus a visit from steve gregory you excited you know that's of all the bonuses you could have in life that is just one of the greatest uh he he's gonna come on and talk about this it really really makes life worth living uh that a lot of people in la county expect the homeless problem to get worse and uh that isn't surprising but uh, he'll dig into some of the details coming up after the news at Five o'clock. Why are we at the execution desk? Does anybody know? Does anybody look, look around? No? No. Okay. Yeah, we are. We're going to talk about South Carolina. South Carolina has scheduled its first execution. They did just recently update the death chamber. And they updated it to prepare for execution by firing squad. So I have to make it bigger, you think? Because you need a little distance. How do you, how do you, what do you have to, or they have to put some sort of, uh, Bulletproofing wall or <laughs> uh, yeah, something to absorb the uh, stray shots. I thought that used to happen outside. Just actually by firing squad, like in a big courtyard. Right. You know? They stand in front of like a brick wall. Yeah. And they're right. uh, they're blindfolded. Yeah, because you don't want the bullets to ricochet in case, you know, and the guy like around a this, room. This is like what they used to have in uh, old movies and cartoons. Guy'd stand there uh, with a cigarette dangling out of his mouth. Oh, it is the way they do you know, that. That's right. With a blindfold on? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a handkerchief around their eyes. Right. Any last words? That's right. <laughs> and then uh, the fire away. Well, the person that's going to be executed, we think, on, sep- on September. April 29th is Richard Bernard Moore. 57 years old. He's been on death row in South Carolina for almost two decades after he was convicted of killing a convenience store clerk by the name of James Mahoney. Now, he could face a choice between the electric chair and the firing squad. The legislators altered the state's capital punishment law last year in an effort to work around a decade-long pause in execution. Anybody have any idea what the pause was about? Anybody? It, yeah, they ran lethal the, injection stuff. Yeah, they ran out of uh, the drugs for lethal injection. 
And there's been legal challenges that it's cruel and unusual punishment but, when but, you give somebody like a two or three drug protocol. But what were we saying? They call it years ago when they had this uh, fake issue here in California, uh, coming up with the right three drug cocktail. And I know in some states it was one drug, but that drug was always uh, in some sh- shortage. Uh, you know, some kind of supply shortage. What do we keep saying? Just shoot them. It's really easy to kill people. Here, here's a loaded gun. Shoot him to death. Well, finally in South Carolina, they figured it out. That's what the legislature did. They were tired of the delay uh, in the courts over the lethal injection drugs. So they moved back uh, to allow firing squads. And um, this man is going to have a choice. The new law makes the electric chair the state's primary means of execution, but prisoners can choose the firing squad or they can still stick with lethal injection. Wow, three choices. Right. Now, it does say what they did. They spent $54,000 renovating the death chamber. They installed a metal chair with restraints that faces a wall with a rectangular opening that's about 15 feet away, and I guess that's where the shooters are. So they're going to shoot through the opening of the wall. That's right, at a guy who's tied to a chair. (laughs) Jeez. What? It's not that different from what you... Oh, I know, I know. I just uh, think this idea of being restrained and you're sitting there bracing for the impact of the bullets. And look at this. It's not too different from what we just described. A hood will be placed over the head of the inmate who will be given the opportunity to make a last statement. Nothing about a cigarette. Well, these days, cigarettes are not frowned upon. In the South? Uh, Tobacco? It's a tobacco state. The, uh, the, doubt it. the three volunteer shooters, volunteer shooters. How about that? Wow. <laughs> and they wear blindfolds too. And uh, they'll have the rifles loaded with live ammunition and their weapons trained on the inmate's heart. I imagine you have to prove you're a good shot though, right? They probably test you. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, how many feet? 15 feet away. That isn't too far. No. How hard is that? But yeah, you got to hit the heart. Plus, you got supposed you, to hit the heart. Well, he's going to goes nuts and hits the guy in the nuts. He'll probably be blasted with so many shots that. So South Carolina is one of eight states to still use the electric chair. Well, I mean, which would you pick? You'd pick the firing squad if you had to go down. Uh, no, I think the electric chair. You would firing squad scary. I think that'd be my last you, choice. You have to be standing there. Bra- well, I mean, lethal injection is the most peaceful. But doesn't, you just go when to you're sleep. killed with electrocution, it, it just burns through your body, doesn't it? It mm. just kind of, it like rips through your I organs. Just, and- I just don't like the idea of sitting there with a hood on my face waiting for the impact. Oh. I don't know. I'm not planning on uh, killing anybody anyway, so. Oh, I think I found, let me see here if I can. There's a companion story that... Um, the the firing squad people are ready to go. Uh, volunteers? They've already lined up the volunteers, right? <laughs> yeah, in South Carolina. <laughs> that must have taken five five minutes. What's your... <laughs> <laughs> At noon, we'll be taking applications for executioners. <laughs> By three minutes after noon, I'm sorry, all the slots are filled. Well, it looks like it's kind of the same story. I clicked the link and it just says firing squad is ready to go for, for South Carolina execution. <laughs> you know who else is uh, bringing back executions? Arizona. This story came out uh, today or oh, a yeah? couple of days ago. 
State State Supreme Court has issued a warrant of execution for a guy who has been behind bars for three decades, and they have not had an execution in Arizona for eight years. Hmm. Yeah, I don't recall one. It's a guy named Clarence Dixon, and he had been convicted of sex crimes, and he broke into the apartment of a 21-year-old Arizona State University student back in 1978. Oh. And she got strangled and stabbed to death, and uh, it was a cold case for many years, but finally got a conviction. And uh, now uh, there's an execution warrant from the state Supreme Court. How about uh, that? It'll be lethal injection or lethal gas. Oh, gas. I forgot about gas. Yeah. I don't think I like that one either. They, uh, uh, in the uh, Early in the last century, uh, they used to hang people. In Arizona? Uh, in Arizona, yeah, from 1910 oh, yeah. to 1931. You'd get hanged. They have 112 people on death row in Arizona. 109 men and three women. I mean, if the hanging works correctly, it just completely snaps your neck and you're dead, but maybe right. not. You could kind of, you might linger there. Seems like the... you could screw that up. <laughs> but then again, you and I believe in a long, painful death for people that kill oh, others. Oh, sure. Oh, uh, you, you want more, one more execution story? Uh, sure. Uh, this uh, just broke today. 71 Chinese inmates on death row had their hearts or lungs removed during executions before oh, being yeah, declared they dead. For, yeah, they used those for medical right. transplants. Yeah. So they, they were not officially brain dead, and they quickly harvest the organs and uh, repurposed them. Yeah, I heard there's like a van that's right there to take the organs and just rush them right over to the other hospital where they get planted into another body, transplanted. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. And there's one more execution story, and I don't wow. know when it's coming up. Well, Texas is supposed to execute a woman. Is that right? A woman who was convicted of killing her little daughter. Mm. Oh. And, but there's real questions about her guilt. Now, I haven't dug enough into it to know whether or not they're legitimate questions, but... Are they ever? Uh, <laughs> well, this is true. Real doubts about whether or not she actually killed her daughter, but anyway, we'll keep an eye on that. All right. Well, it's 5 o'clock Friday, so that brings Moistline people into the John and Ken show. Uh, we'll also do a couple of hacks into the dumpster, but we'll start with Steve Gregory who will update us on this survey of L.A. County residents about homelessness and how they think it's going to get worse. John and Ken Show, Deborah Mark has news, KFI AM 640. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.